Do you think there's a drumroll machine on GarageBand that I could use? Honestly, you better find it. I've been trying to find it for weeks. Okay, well, in the meantime, I'll just have to like, I don't know. I'm going to have to implement one. Um, so drum roll. <laughs> announcement. We have a special, I have a special announcement for everybody. But <laughs> honestly, I don't even know who knows at this point, like my mom and like you, but um, I am officially moving to LA in a few weeks. I'm moving November 9th. I'm so excited. I got a job in LA, which I was always planning on moving to LA or like in the, in the somewhat future, but I kind of just like just one day on a whim applied to a bunch of studios and heard back and started the interview process and it went super quick. And now I'm like moving next month. It's kind of crazy. Um, yeah, but it happened really quick. I it was like, like it was like, oh, I like heard back from a studio. Like, this is cool. And then it was like, okay, like, here's your job offer. Like, move. Like, find a U-Haul. <laughs> or, like, pack your bags. Get You know when, like, you know in cartoons when, like, you have to, like, pack up and move out and they, like, put the little bag on a stick? I feel like that's Yes. I was You're, like, literally just talking about that. I'm like, I need to put, like, my, really? like, toothbrush <laughs> and, like, a pair of socks and a little knapsack and just walk across. Right. Um, well, I'm excited for you to move out here. And... I think that that means something for the future of mouthwash since like a lot of our difficulty has come from long for distance. Sure, for sure. I mean, even right now, um, like it's super late for me. It's almost midnight for you. It's like earlier. I just think, yeah, I'm so excited for what it's going to be. We can finally work in the same state in the same time zone. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's a super exciting move for me. Um, I got hired at a studio called Funk House. I'll be doing design there, continuing um, doing working in a small studio setting, which is what I love. And um, yeah, I'm excited to like live 10 minutes away from you and like be able to work like with you and Abe in person. And yeah, I don't know, it's going to be crazy. Yeah. I just think there's like value in proximity, you know, like. I think we underestimate like technology is great and like we're able to even host a podcast without even being next to each other, which is amazing. But there's definitely something different about being like face to face with each other, you know, For sure. Um, even even like when we were talking about like when like we were making the magazine or whatever, and even when we're making the magazine now, um, we just get so much more done in like 10 minutes when we're sitting across the table from each other than we do in like weeks of not being near each other it's insane yeah like even just understanding what someone's saying via phone call versus if they're sitting in front of you is like a world of a difference you can just like read their like eyeballs i don't know (laughs) (laughs) um anyways yeah i am super excited um i am proud to call you my friend uh it's really cool to like just watch your friends like continue to grow and make moves and um, I think you are well deserved of this. And so um, we're excited. I'm excited. Um, I'm sure everybody else is excited as well. Um, so, so if you're yeah, in LA, be my friend. Or if you see me sitting alone at a coffee shop, don't be afraid. Okay. Well, be my friend first because I've been here for a long time. <laughs> um, right. Anyways, uh, for all of you guys listening, we're about to get into the episode uh, where we interview um a really special guest somebody that uh we had mckenzie and i both had a lot of fun talking with um but something that we haven't really done before and have ever done before and um 
not from like a pride thing, but just because we wanted to make sure that um, what we were doing is good and um, that we actually enjoy doing this is asking people to um, rate our podcast and Apple podcast, which is something that a lot of other podcasts do. Um, but we've just realized that the the value of where we're going and the conversations that we're having, um, the, the future of it kind of depends on, you know, um, the way we're perceived um, in some ways. And so if you have the time and you enjoy listening to us, um, it'd be great if you could leave us a little review on Apple Podcasts, say something nice, tell me what your favorite food is um, <laughs> and your favorite color. Uh, and that'd be awesome. But yeah. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, give us a little, give us a little funny little comment. We'll go read them. I promise. Get put your top like three most used emojis. That will like say a lot about you. <laughs> Honestly, um, it tells me everything anyways, I need to know. It definitely does. Um, anyways, uh, we're talking to Puno, who's a creative entrepreneur. Um, yeah, we really enjoy this one. So hope you guys like it too. So anyone who's like scared of sharing the work, put more out there just because the best part is the collaboration and the people you get to meet. And You're listening to the Mouthwash Podcast. Hey guys, it's Alex here again with Mouthwash uh, Season 2. Um, I'm here with Mackenzie again. What's up, Kenz? Yo, what's up? What are you doing? I am double fisting a coffee, and it's 10 p.m. Chicago time, but I have a full cup of coffee and a Wendy's Frosty, and I'm ready to go. You're going to die. Why are I you know. doing that? <laughs> it's fine. Like, what are you working on? What are you doing today? Uh, so I did my nine to five today. That was great. And then I did a photo shoot. I actually was working on a photo shoot for death to stock photo, which we had David on our last episode, um, and kind of mentioned that, but so yeah, I, I did a little bit of that. It's, I don't know if I'm supposed to say the theme of the pack, so maybe I won't, but it's going to be really cool and I'm going to keep shooting after this. So full day. Nice, 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 nice. Cool. Um, Dope. Well, I just like got home from work because I'm on the West Coast time. But um, yeah, I'm super excited for the guests again that we're gonna have today. Um, kind of again, going into like this creative entrepreneurial route as opposed to somebody that's just straight up a photographer or straight up like a videographer. Um, and again, is somebody that like, I don't know a lot about, like kind of have a lot of like contact-ish with her, but um, you kind of look at her work from afar and you're just like, man, like, how are you capable of all of these things? Um, so yeah, really excited. Um, any preemptive thoughts for you? <laughs> no, I'm just super excited. Um, this is someone who, yeah, work totally blows me away. Super impressive. Um, so why don't we just bring her in? Today we're talking to Puna, so you can say hello. Hey. Hey, what's up? <laughs> How are you tonight? Um, so good. Just had uh, some tofu soup from BCD. What's Dang. that? You know Korean soup? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Are you well, vegetarian? Wait, what's BCD? Um, so because of Beyonce, I did the plant-based thing, but like I'm... <laughs> 
I'm now eating fish and dairy and <laughs> eggs. You know, it's fair. Eggs are very important. Cheese is also very important. Yeah. So, but I mean, I explored. I explored and um, yeah. I've, I'm getting better about uh, just not consuming as much meat anymore. But uh, yeah, I like it. I think the last time because he visited LA, I told her I was going to be a vegetarian and like, it was for like two hours. He like, said, I'm going to be a vegetarian for the whole four days you're here. And literally the first meal we got back to his house and he like reheated some like old Taco from Taco Bell or something. I was so annoyed. How do you reheat Taco Bell? It was literally you disgusting. Just, like, go there. <laughs> <laughs> My gosh. Yeah. You'd be great friends with us. Honestly. Um, cool. Uh, Puno, so uh, kind of to just give context and background to who you are, um, I'm just going to guess and then you tell me if I'm right. <laughs> so uh, I think Puno is like a, um, from what I see, she's like a creative entrepreneur. She has a couple platforms. One is called I Love Creatives. Another one is called People Map. Um, there's a lot of like design influence in her work and just kind of like a, um, like a full circle, like with somebody that I see from afar is just like a full circle creative and kind of really understands how to relate to people and, and more specifically how to connect people. And I think some of the, the one of the three, line, three lines that I see in some of the verticals that she's built for herself is that um, she understands how to get people to what they're looking for fastest, like in a, like a fast oh. route. Um, I, I got a reaction there. Is that a good one? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I like doing podcasts and interviews because I feel like that's where I get bio material from. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I'm all like, play that back now. <laughs> it's going to transcribe that real quick. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think that's, that's, that's pretty much it. And I feel like, you know, when you start creating stuff, you don't really know. I mean, some people know what they're doing, but I don't necessarily know why I'm doing things until maybe after, I do something, for example, in I Love Creatives, when I did connect someone, I was like, holy shit, that's what this is all about. Yeah. You know, like I, I said that, but I didn't really know it, that that's why that was the whole intention behind it. That's where cool. I get fulfilled by. So, yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess like that that's just like a really total brief overview. But I would love even even from like the little research that I've done. Um, I would love to kind of just hear from your perspective of like what what exactly is I Love Creatives and like how is that how do you see that benefiting people and, and the same with People Map as well. Yeah, so I Love Creatives. I I honestly started it because I had quit my job. I was at Activision, um, Call of Duty, and before that, I was at in an advertising agency, and most of my friends were you know, either in the advertising world or they were in gaming. And so I honestly, I didn't have any friends to have lunch with. <laughs> and I was like, well, after I quit my job. So um, I was on like extreme friend making mode for the first two years after I quit and um, like was aggressively on Instagram and went to a ton of events and a ton of things. And fortunately, I think Instagram and the internet and just people, our generation were making shit online and connecting people too. So I was kind of riding that wave. And 
I got to a point where I felt like an operator and I was like, all right, you need to connect with this person and you need to connect with this person and uh, you're doing this event. Okay. And then I was just kind of texting a lot or I would be on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or, you know, whatever. And it was just kind of getting in the way. And my husband likes to call me, um, I am lazy, but I'm very efficient. So I'm efficiently lazy. <laughs> and <laughs> I try to find ways to get out of work all the time. So one of that those things was I love creatives. And I was talking to a good friend of mine, Eva, about this. And I was just like, what if we just, you know, made a Squarespace website or made a really it was just a newsletter and um, had people pay like 20 bucks and we would what we would do is we'd get our network of creative people on there and then they would just they would have a platform to talk to each other. Um, and so that's how I Love Creatives got started. And then, you know, the first couple of months, um, nobody knew what we were doing. And, you know, it takes a while to get those things off the ground. So um, it was a lot of just find like literally just finding cool stuff cool people, um, being that operator, but just manually dragging people to the site and um, chugging away and being very consistent about making sure that newsletter goes out every week. And I feel like maybe after six months or so, then it started feeling like people were getting it and um, we were connecting with people. And so that's when I started like experimenting with other things like adding creative profiles and just putting a different twist on that. Or um, I started teaching a little bit and I was like, well, where am I going to put this? I was like, this just makes sense because it's like <laughs> this random creative thing that could help creative people. So yeah, it was kind of my place to just throw shit on. <laughs> so, so, right. So I, if I think I have like the right, idea of what I Love Creatives is, but it's essentially like I can, I as a user can go on I Love Creatives and sign up for an email newsletter that comes to me every week. And mm -hmm. in that email newsletter, there's like job postings by, it seems like carefully curated agencies or like people that are looking for um, maybe um, residencies or like three week, uh, and, um, three week freelance jobs, or sometimes there'll be a, a creative or a creator profile on there in case I'm somebody that wants to hire somebody. Um, and from my understanding is that those people pay for those spots to be on that email list, correct? Yeah. Uh, so to be on the newsletter, it's free, but to I mean, to read the newspaper and to be a subscriber is free, mm. but to get on the newsletter is, um, it ranges from like, you know, 20, 30 bucks to however much we have like different offerings now. Um, but yeah, I mean, we literally started off as like a Craigslist for creative people, except it was mm. paid so that um, I could actually keep the lights on or cool. the pixels on. Ah. Amazing. <laughs> Keep the pixels on. Keep all those pixels on. And then, so so, the, so you have ILO created and then you have uh, PeopleMap too. So it kind of briefly explain what PeopleMap is as well. So PeopleMap is an Instagram marketing tool. Um, it's the, the part that it's very good at is helping you find like-minded people and building your lists. So I'm sure you guys are very familiar with this, especially at Matt Black, but like it, in order to grow a community, you need to start with your community or the inklings of what that is. 
And what I found myself doing, which I think a lot of people just do naturally, is they'll go on Instagram, they'll see an account they like, and then they'll stalk the crap out of them and take screenshots of accounts. And then then they'll never visit the screenshots ever again. But (laughs) the whole point of it was that you are essentially list building and growing um, what you think is your potential community. And so um, People Map does that. We, you know, we tap into Instagram and we have this feature called Analyze. You can analyze any public account. And then from there, we tell you um, and, like who is most engaged with that account at the time. Um, and you can sort it and filter it. And it's a really great way to kind of find you know, if you know kind of the keywords that you're looking for, for example, we have brands that are looking for micro influencers, but at the same time, since it's Instagram, everybody's on there. Um, we even have people like who are fitness instructors and are trying to find clients or we have, um, like we had this magician, uh, speaker, like he, hmm. he does talks and he's also a magician. <laughs> Love but that. he found do a magic trick. Yeah, <laughs> but he he found podcasts to be on um, through oh, Google cool. Map because I mean it it's it's the same thing as I mean it's not Google but it's the idea is the same in that uh, you just need to figure out how to find these people and that's that's what we do. Mm-hmm. That's nice. cool. So for both of these, you're saying like we are doing this, we're doing that. What like? What's the size of your team? What does that look like on your side? What did that start as? Did it start as just you and has it grown from there? What's kind of that look like for you? Yeah, I'm, we're pretty, we, I'm pretty scrappy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I love creatives. I started it with Eva um, Goikachea, but then, but I built it all on Squarespace. Um, and I did that because my husband was too busy building our other business. Um, but so for for Isle of Creatives, it's, I'm pretty much doing all of the website stuff. And then I've got, um, an awesome, uh, I guess you would say part-time a bunch. I work with a bunch of freelancers. So Mm -hmm. I work with a guy who helps Jorge, who's our awesome community manager. And he helps me, uh, make sure that the newsletter goes out every week. And, um, we're, you know, we're, we're doing the ads the way that they're, that the people who bought them expect them to be. And then, um, I'm starting to do more videos and create course content. So I have like two other video editors that I'm working with. Um, and then I just hire freelancers all the time. So totally. I mean, like probably right now, just I love creatives alone. I'm working with about 10 different freelancers, not necessarily all at the same time, but, um, whenever it makes sense. And then for People Map, it's it's just my husband who's he's a full stack programmer, so he built it every button, every mm. pixel. That's that's him. Wow. Um, Man, fortunately, quite the duo. I know we're like yeah. <laughs> um, command station over here. He <laughs> he basically built all of that, and and he's a UX designer as well. So it's incredible the like the amount of time you save designing when you're the one the programmer also can design. So um, I help every now and then, but really what what fuels People Map is what I do on my own and the marketing I do with I Love Creatives because that actually filters into People Map as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're currently now working with a, um, 
um, Ariana, who's like helping us with marketing now. So, um, but yeah, but it's pretty scrappy. Totally. I feel like everything's scrappy. I feel like we always look at, and we were talking about this earlier this week, is like you always look at uh, these people who maybe really, or even people look at, um, you know, my life or Mackenzie's life or even mouthwashes in general. And they're like, man, you guys are like, you guys are so cool. Your design's amazing. You guys are in like, we're like, and like, we're like, oh yeah, like we literally did that in five seconds, like before we posted it or like we had no idea like what we were supposed to be doing right before we actually did it. Um, but yeah, I feel like scrappiness is like the more I look and experience and meet these people, it's like nobody ever actually has it fully together. Um, <laughs> I'm sure like you guys both agree with that as well. The people that you guys like, come across. Yeah. And, you know, um, having a SaaS business, especially a low price point one, it, it takes a long time to grow and to, and we're like, personally, I'm not one that wants to get investment. So, um, I'm in it for the long haul. So that means that, uh, I have to do things scrappy or I'm going to, I'm going to lose money. Yeah. You're going to so, end up forking it over to somebody else. Yeah. And like the, the sooner you lose money, the sooner the project's over. So you have to kind of do whatever it takes to keep the pixels on. <laughs> totally right. Keep the, I like that phrase. We're going to start using yeah. that. Keep the pixels on. Same. Hey, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, can't, I guess I can't steal. I guess you already got it. Um, no, you could use it. <laughs> cool. I want to rewind a little bit um, and talk about um, maybe kind of just like where you grew up. Like, I don't want to do the whole like, I feel like on every podcast we did, especially in the first season, was like, where'd you grow up? What'd you do? What was life like at home? And so not to get too much into that, but um, maybe just kind of jumping ahead a little bit. Uh, so what did, where did you go to school? Like, where did you, what did you study? Um, those kinds of things. Um, so I went to school at UT Austin, Texas. Cool. And I studied um, business marketing. But to be completely frank, I just, I didn't really dig school that much. I, I just didn't gravitate to... Um, my professors or what I was learning. And um, I think it wasn't, it was like towards the end. Uh, I, I just didn't want to do it. Like I didn't want to do the track that the uh, business school wanted you to do, which was like, go work at Dell or Deloitte or right. Microsoft. Did you, did you find yourself like working on your own like personal projects yes. and stuff like while, instead of doing classwork? Um. It, only towards the end when I was okay. like, okay, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to build an online business, which is crazy now in retrospect because this was 2006. So mm. that was like before even the startup craze was happening. And I just – I was really desperate to not work somewhere else, but I didn't know where else to go. And so one of my roommates – uh, worked in was in the advertising school, and I was like, "All right, man, what's what's your biggest problem? Like, hmm. what, what's going on?" And he's like, "Man, well, I can't. It's hard for me to. I don't know if I'm going to get a job, basically, because I'm working so hard on my portfolio, um, and now I have to go pay for these flights to go to Chicago, New York, and California, and Miami, and um, I can only really go to New York, and I don't know if I'm going to get a job." And I was like, "Well, what if I put?" your portfolio online and like showed it to other uh, creative directors in advertising agencies. And so then I, you know, <laughs> I, I hadn't done design at all. There's no such thing as UX design at this time. So 
I just like went on Illustrator and one of the first web design templates that they give you in the welcome screen. <laughs> I was like, that looks great. <laughs> That'll do. <laughs> That'll do it. That's good. It's got tabs. And so, <laughs> so like I turned that into a prototype or a design comp of what I thought it would be. And I went on to Craigslist and I posted that I wanted to create this. And if any engineer or developer wanted to help me, and fortunately a developer reached out um, and gathered his other developer friends and then they started building it. And so I think that was the first time that I realized that there's such a thing as this, like this is actually gonna happen. And um, I think the part that was kind of tough was when I started showing it around to different creative directors. So I bought a ticket to New York to go to the one show, not an advertising student. Um, I came in, everybody had their beautiful portfolio binders out and or their books. And then I had my Toshiba laptop and I was like, <laughs> it's, it was, it, it was kind of like a speed dating situation where, you know, you like sit down in front of a ACD or CD and, um, and then you show them your work. And I just like opened up my laptop and I was like, look, dude, so I don't have a portfolio, but what I do have is this website that helps you connect to other students. And he was, I got so many like rolled eyes and just like, you are wasting my time. Um, and then this one creative director from BBDO, he was like, whoa, he, he was just like really amazed that I had made that. And, um, but he wasn't interested in the platform. (laughs) Right. He was just like, I can't believe that you did this. And he was like, um, what else have you made on the Internet? And I was like, oh, God. Um, well, <laughs> here's I was like, I made this um, HTML website and I literally had like five blog posts on there. And the, the posts were just of me writing silly stories about um, like an ant biting my eye once and I was like really profane in it too, but it was pretty funny. (laughs) And he was just like, this is really awesome. I can't believe that you did this. And he's like, you know, we're really starting to open up our inner, they called it interactive at that time, which just basically means digital, but we're starting to open up our interactive department and we're looking for talent. And like, is this some, have you ever thought about working at an advertising agency? And at that point I was like really, really desperate to not, you know, go back home. I just mm-hmm. really wanted a job. And so I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> so you just kind of jumped straight into the advertising world through that. Yeah. Well, yeah. So he gave me my first freelance gig. I was like a writer. He actually asked me, he was like, what do you want to do? And I said, I don't know. What do you think I can do? Like, I don't, I just made this. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, well, he seems like, he's like, you, it seems like you're a really great writer. And I was like, sure, I can write. Yeah. <laughs> And so I wrote for Target for like a few projects and then um, he didn't hire me. And so fortunately, I had already been like spamming a bunch of other creative directors and this one um, ACD from from Dallas, Tribal DDB, he also was like surprised that I built um, that website. And so they took a chance on me. Actually, the ECD was like very straightforward about how I'm totally unqualified for the job. (laughs) But um, he was like, I just, he's like, if you can build something like this, I'm sure you can figure out this job. Hmm. So, and then he hired me as an art director. 
That's nice. interesting. You're talking about that project that you just built like in school. Cause it kind of sounds like it has similar like things as I love creatives, like obviously not a hundred percent the same, but like the same kind of idea behind like, okay, how do I get someone's work out there? How do I connect these people? Like, it's just interesting that that's what you're one of your first ideas. And now it's like fully fleshed out and like that all came to fruition. I know, girl. Same. I'm like hearing myself. <laughs> what was it, like? Was it named something? Like, what is it like? Super similar? It sounds like this is something was it that it? you always wanted to do. Like, I know. <laughs> well, like Jesus, it's super <laughs> laid out for me. Um, it was called SmashTheWorld.net. Love that. Amazing. Dot net. Love it. That's so cool. <laughs> that was actually um, my my roommate. He he was the one who named it because he was like. That's what I want to do. That's so <laughs> funny. Um, yeah. this, this topic is super interesting to me, um, especially because Mackenzie and I have very, Puno almost sounds, your path actually sounds very similar to mine in which like I was in school, like I didn't really want to be there. My dad made me study accounting and then I like started taking pictures and figured out I was like decent at it. And so I left school and just kind of was like running around, like telling people I could do all the things that I had no idea how to do until people took a risk on me and I kind of like got to a place where I, I did and I learned and like all those kinds of things. And then Mackenzie, on the other hand, like studied graphic design and actually went through like the discipline and practice of it. And now we're both in like a similar in the same space, like in advertising. Um, but I guess like my question, cause we talk about this all the time is like, my question for you is like, do you think like school can teach you to like create things at the level at which you're creating now? Or do you think that's just like something that is just in people? You know? No, I definitely think it can because, I mean, I was pretty sloppy when – in terms of actually designing. Like my designs for Smash the World were horrific and they were the illustrator welcome screen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you right. know, like they weren't good and it took um, a lot of hours just like getting to learn Photoshop and learning tools. But um, I think where school – or traditional college fails is just um, not helping someone explore and like find the right teacher or find the right class. Mm -hmm. um, they kind of expect you to look through a catalog book and figure it out yourself. And I totally. think there's a lot more interaction that can happen there and a lot more um, exposure. I mean, Jesus, if you could just like go through almost like a Netflix of trailers for schools and teachers and topics, um, I think that people wouldn't waste so much time in in, in something, you know, like it, even if it's a designs class and they want to be a designer, but it's by a teacher that they just hate, they might resent design at the mm -hmm. end of the day. So um, both of those are, I think, are pretty key in making sure the student is successful and can you know, implement the things that they've learned. So I, I, I'm like a big believer in school, but it's very hard for me to believe in traditional like universities and college for design. Um, just cause I just haven't seen a lot of great examples of it. But, um, I mean, I don't, I do believe that there are definitely, uh, teachers out there and curriculums out there that are doing it right. And I just hope that they share, what they do to everybody else, you know? Yeah, I totally agree. I think like first for me school, when I entered into school, I didn't, I didn't really even know what graphic design was. And it kind of 
was a similar situation when you like said to that creative director and you're like, what do you think I can do? Like I kind of came to my like advisor and was like, this is what I like to do. Like I like to take photos. I think maybe photojournalism. And they were like, how about we try like graphic design? And like through the years, I went to a pretty small school. So there was definitely a lot of that like mentorship and guidance. And I think you can, you can teach a lot of like, you can teach anybody the technicalities of design and the, the core rules of design. And that those are like definitely the foundation and importance, but when the professors that chose to like actually speak like idea making out with me and like walk through concepts with me and stuff like that, like that is what set it apart from just a classroom and a whiteboard. And like, this is what we're learning, but it was more of like, let's like take that idea and stretch it. And you don't even know how to stretch it, but like, let's do that together. So there's definitely like, I, de- I think there's like things that I, I could have, I mean, I left school and I, there's so much more you have to learn. Like the first year out of school, you're like, okay, I need to relearn everything I just learned. But there's definitely things I look back at. I'm really thankful for that I learned in school. Yeah. And, and just being able to see how someone else thinks, like the fact that you are able to witness someone thinking through, you know, how, like what should you do? Mm-hmm. Um, that to me alone is, is huge because nobody really gets to see that, um, that thought process. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, I, I think, um, I'm really excited too about, um, just like in general online education and where that's headed. I mean, we're kind of going through some bumpy roads, but like, <laughs> right. but, um, I think there's a lot of opportunity. It's just, um, connecting the dots. Yeah. Mm. Um, I have a, I have another question. Can I ask that? Is that okay? <laughs> it's your um, podcast, man. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Okay. Um, so are there other, are there other tools out there that are similar to I love creatives or people map? And if so, which I would assume there may be something similar. Um, what do you think is something that separates what you've got going on from everybody else? Oh yeah. I mean, with people map, there's, there's so many different types of tools. And I feel like the big difference, at least for people map is we are trying to do things authentically. So we're not like a bot. Um, and then the other thing is we're trying to be priced at an affordable level. Cause I know that when I was trying to grow made with map, all the tools that I wanted were at least a thousand dollars a month or more. And so just doesn't something I could afford. And, um, we're priced at like 20 bucks a month, uh, which means, which isn't great for us, but it will be in the long term, I think. Um, so that's, that's for people map. That's for sure that, and then I love creatives. I think there's a ton of different, um, platforms out there to help freelancers find jobs. Um, where in terms of like our aesthetic and our design, um, I don't really know how to describe it, but like, I'm trying not to be a very specific design aesthetic, even though we are like, I'm not trying, I'm trying to be something just a little different, um, so that we capture a wider market of, you know, creatives Hmm. and not feel like and not be so unapproachable that some people are like, this isn't me. I don't, I know we're not going to get everybody, but like I, it would be great if we could, you know, make everyone feel 
that were approachable. Mm. So one one of those little things that we did was I tried not to show the face of people. I don't even know if that actually is. That was just a theory and just for fun. <laughs> but, I don't know if this actually works. Like we're just trying it out. Yeah. So we just didn't put a face to it. And it was just more like, yeah, that's that's a head. That's yeah. a, you're a creative. Um, and then yeah, I, uh, I think okay. the bigger thing too is, is, be, is providing a lot of actionable tools. So um, – like I, yes, I want to help people connect, but if there's also a way that we can help them, um, like solidify that connection by improving your skills or having you just stay in the game longer or whatever, that's, that's the other component of it. Yeah. I guess, I guess the reason why I asked that is because when McKinsey was in town last week, we're kind of like looking through some of the stuff you got going on. And I was like, you know, there, you know how many tools there probably are out here that do this same exact thing, except for I like this one because it's designed well. You know what I mean? Like it's easy. Like it, it's easy to look at. Like I know exactly what I'm looking for. And McKinsey, I would love for you to touch on this too. Um, but this also kind of just like leads into the question of like the importance of like good design and how that places value or confidence in a product or a person. Um, McKinsey, I'm sure you have like a lot to say about that. Um, yeah, so we kind of just love to touch on that. Yeah. I mean, totally like echoing what Alex said, like if something looks good and if it looks like something that, um, like some design that resonates with me, I'm going to trust it more. And like, even it was funny this weekend, I, um, for our office, for my studio, I like ordered a bunch of stuff on Amazon prime for our studio just to have in like the kitchen. And I ordered this like random coffee and, we, we've been like getting terrible coffee for the past like however many months. So I was like, I'm just going to order a new kind. And I got back and we tried the new coffee and someone looked at the bag and it was like, it just looks like more edgy or whatever. And they're like, oh, did you like bring this back from LA? Like, thank you so much for grabbing this. And I was like, it's literally Amazon, Amazon Prime. And it just like <laughs> made me think of like, we all think that this coffee tastes better because the bag looks different. <laughs> and like, just like how that applies to everything. So like, I mean, the design of the site and then the, what you've kind of set in place, like that's creating this trust between you and the creatives. And obviously it's for creatives, so it can't look bad because if they're entrusting <laughs> you with like their work, then they're like, this needs to look good. But um, yeah, I would love like just to hear your thoughts behind that and like how you can almost not like sell anything if it looks good, but like where, like what's your kind of like view on that and how you applied it to the site? Yeah, I mean, for me, Design is, it's meant to be shared. It's not meant to live in a silo. Um, and like you said, in terms of confidence, the confidence you need to instill is in the viewer or the user. Um, and like like you said, they need to have trust. They need to feel like they are meant to be on that website. Mm -hmm. And once they feel like they are meant to be on the website, then they're more excited and it's inspired to click around and see what else is on there. Um, and I, I think also just that that feeling and that delightfulness too is um, is something that I always want to do because I'm always trying to have a good time. Like I always want people to feel good <laughs> and um, and have fun and and like if there's a way to inject that, whether it's through copy, whether it's through visuals mm. or some UI component. Um, then why not, you know, and it's like a lot of those things don't have to be so over designed or so overthought, you know, like we used to, 
I was in the days of flash websites. So that was just like over delight. <laughs> and Everything I, good. yeah. And like, you know, in terms of building things, it just, it'll take forever. So, um, I think spurts of delight is, is really great, but yeah, I, mm-hmm. I, I think it's really important. Like design is definitely my strength and where I feel most confident in, um, being able to convey a message or like a vibe that I'm trying to give. Mm -hmm. And it does set me apart, I think. Um, And I, over the years, especially after I've left, like doing client work, um, I've really owned who I am. And like, because I've been able to create my own content, I've been able to really like put that out there and um, just keep going with it. So mm-hmm. uh, I, th- I think that's why it's just begun to like really um, become noticeable because it's like everywhere in my work because my work is mine and it's not my client's work. Yep. Mm. Yeah, that's super cool. And this like, I think something we talked about with David a little bit last week too is like there's these expectations set on certain types of marketing or design or whatever. And like, once I feel like the more refreshing design that we're seeing now is like things that break that a little bit and like create a more like personal experience. So when I'm like on the site, like it doesn't feel like LinkedIn. It doesn't feel like a professional platform where I'm like, I, as a creative, I don't even like want my stuff on LinkedIn, but like this is speaking to me. And like, maybe this isn't the first thing you would expect out of like a, um, like a tool like this, but now you're catering to who's using it. And now I feel understood and so that would like that's what would make me gravitate towards this without even knowing that offhand. Oh my gosh, can I tell you I once did user testing <laughs> just to just to try it out uh, and I paid like I don't know it's like paid 30 bucks or something. <laughs> I wish I kept it because it was this older like maybe she was 65, I don't know, but she was older and she's just like I love creatives. I mean I don't understand what this website's all about. Like, I'm so pleased. <laughs> like, wait, she said wait, something. I'll... She goes. She said. She said. Do I love creatives? <laughs> oh <laughs> my <laughs> gosh! I'm dead. I'm dead. That's crazy. Oh my gosh! I love that. Um, who who loves I love creatives? Who loves? I are you talk, love are you telling me that I love creatives or you love creatives? Okay, small <laughs> small sidebar. But when we were selling the mouthwash magazine, I got an email from my my great aunt, and she oh, was like, she was like, okay, really quick question. I don't want to be embarrassing. Are you selling mouthwash or are you selling a <laughs> book about mouthwash? <laughs> Hey, I guess I guess sometimes you can't be clear. There's, you, you can try to be as clear as you can, and it never works, right? Um, but I guess that's, I guess that kind of goes back to who we design for, who we make things for. It can't be always for everybody, right? <laughs> but yeah. I don't know. I, oh, yeah, I think there's a like sure. and I think and I think there's um, yeah. It's like the and I don't exactly. There's like design mint specifically for certain types of people or certain audiences. And I guess like that question too, that I was talking about um, the importance of good design and how that places value and confidence in a product. I'm sure Puno, you've, um, you were at BBDO and McKinsey's in advertising and I'm in advertising as well is like this, I, I cannot even count the amount of times I've seen this where like the deck looks so good in a presentation and the client doesn't even care what's inside of it. It just looks good. So they said sold, like signed, let's do it. You know, the RFP is done. Um, and that's not to say that it's like, 
we shouldn't use design as a way to like trick people into like getting things that aren't what they need but the importance and like how far and length that goes to build trust and to build confidence and to to even the little things like puno i noticed like you have like a, a cat calendar you're selling on your website and it's like designed well like i'm just like this is a calendar like i and that's not to take anything away it's cool like it's, i love it like i would i would have that on my kitchen counter like the thing is sick but we just talk about how the length at which design and photo and um, you know, every little visual element of our brand goes like those things do like the extra, the extra step always takes it um, a little bit further and, and is, is worth it, I guess, in the end, you know? Yeah. And I, I do have to give credit for the design of the calendar because I, I mean, I took, I was in the photos and I did help style it. I did a lot of shopping for baby clothes, um, <laughs> but Hannah, uh, she took all the photos, Hannah, uh, Lasavia, and then, um, goods gang designed the calendar so that that's definitely a collaboration between cool. us yeah 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 cool and and but still like the the taste and like the yeah. you know, everything that goes it always goes the distance for sure and i find i find too especially because the internet is growing and we're all we're getting um used to being public online and sharing our work um i'm i find that I, it's, it's getting easier for me to find my people uh, or like find my collaborators. Um, so anyone who's like scared of sharing the work, I, I definitely wouldn't and just put more out there just because the best part is the collaboration and the people you get to meet mm. and, you know, like even this. Yeah, that, great. that brings up a really good point, actually. I think when I moved to, I don't know how long you've been, how long have you been in Los Angeles? Um, two thousand. A seven or eight? Dang, it's like ten years. You're on a decade. <laughs> wow. um, so I moved. I moved to LA from Chicago a year ago, and I remember the thing that I was terrified about, and the thing that I think I let people instill fear into me about was that LA is an oversaturated market. It's so competitive. Like you're one in however many people. But what I've found is that the more the more like the better you get at what you do and the more elite level of like the craft that you get in the smaller the circle becomes right so you kind of like are collaborating with the same people over and over again or like you know david or you know like all you know the, my friends that are you know you know matt black i work at matt black and so like the circle of people in like even the city as large as i like it's smaller and smaller like as you kind of climb up this ladder um of you know just with the work or like how well you yeah, just like, I guess like as you go on. Um, so I think that's like an interesting topic as well to, to kind of like discuss is that like, it's never as scary and as big as you think it might be. Well, and I, I've, I, this topic is just something that I've been like exploring a lot because I have just met so many transplants. Um, mm. You know, I'm one of them too. But it, like one thing that I've heard a lot about LA is for some people, they find that LA is very collaborative and there is so much, there's so much work, there's so much everything yeah. that, um, that there isn't this feeling that you need to like be aggressive about like your contacts or, um, uh, or like projects that you're working on. And in fact, I, like I was talking to Gabriel about this and he was saying, you know, I actually, or no, it was Justin, it's Justin's boyfriend. He was like, I think I just need to collaborate like 
more and quickly. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the vibe. <laughs> it's right. like, how many people just... can I work with? You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's super cool. Um, I don't know. Mackenzie, do you have any thoughts on that as like, you're like thinking about transitioning to LA? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I've, the whole thing of it being like oversaturated and all of that, like, I feel like that's not something I'm super worried about because um, Puno, I feel like the, I feel like you kind of resonate with this as well. But my in my like personality is like is always like okay, what what else can I be doing? What else can I be learning? And I feel like being there, there's like so many more resources of to learn and do that and like have that around me that it's not daunting as as much as like exciting. And um, like I think there'll just be more opportunities for me to grow on top of that. So I think like it being oversaturated, maybe that just would come out of like. Um, I don't know, maybe like a self-consciousness or like a fear or whatever, which is like, fine. We all struggle with that. But I think instead like viewing it as like a treasure, treasure box of like, okay, I have like all of these other tools now that I can use and um, like play with. So it blows my mind how much like money is spent on creative in LA. I'm just like, I like look at things. And I'm like, how in the world, like, where's this money coming from? Why is it like, like, how are you guys spending so much? Like, this is crazy. And it's amazing. It's awesome. It like allows me to, you know, have a career. Um, but yeah, I think that's just maybe just the difference between being here and then like from where I grew up. Which like, I think there's like merit to both. Cause I think something we've talked about before too, is like, um, like, we've always tried to talk about or define like Chicago style or versus like New York or LA and Chicago is this place where like, we don't have mountains, we don't have an ocean. We just have like these like crusty buildings around us. And so we, we, I feel like for me at least when I've been defining my own style, it's like, how do I make my work feel like it could be anywhere? And so it's not just tying me to Chicago, but instead it's like, I have to use all these tools and kind of be scrappy and like, build my own thing versus just like having everything laid out in front of me. So I think from me being in Chicago and even growing up in the suburbs of like, I just, I remember doing the like wildest stuff in my parents' backyard and being like, I don't want to be known as like someone from the suburbs, but I want to like be doing all this stuff where you can't even tell where I am. So I think it's cool to have both, but yeah, I think there's a huge opportunity in LA specifically because there is so much work and so much like money and so much so many jobs to be hired for that that's just like really exciting opportunity totally yeah 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 <laughs> um okay i have a question um do it. so you obviously are like super entrepreneurial and you always have these ideas like at what point are you like okay i need to focus on what i'm already doing or are you like okay i have 85 other ideas on a list like i want to start all these too Oh, um, it's, I put deadlines on myself. So, um, if I say like, I want to do this thing, it's very rare. Um, and so, I mean, and not just do something like do something bigger, do something that it requires a little bit more, um, of sacrifice or time commitment. That's, that's when I have to like, really just say, okay, this is a priority and sometimes what that means for me is like really like late nights just mm -hmm. because I will procrastinate and work on other fun projects but um I, I too typically create deadlines and do them in such a way that that the pressure's on so 
Um, but for the most part, since we are, you know, building our own business, timelines are not necessarily, um, it's not something that's that super important for us. And we already, we are already, um, like accepting slow growth. Mm -hmm. So, uh, that also helps with the lifestyle situation and it lets me do like cat calendars and (laughs) fun stuff. And, um, and I, and it's weird too, because it's like little things. Sometimes I'll feel like, damn, do I need to do another, a talk or should I say no to this tonight? And I'll just, if I've already committed to it, I typically just go, um, but like sometimes, for example, when I overslept, <laughs> that was uh, yeah. because I I met a deadline for something else, and nice. then that's, that's probably the way more important than that. what. That's probably <laughs> way more than what we had to talk about. But <laughs> well, now I'm fresh. Now you're fresh and ready to go. say. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Speaking on which, uh, you. I remember when we reached out to you initially for the podcast, you're like, yeah, like I'd love for this to come around this time because I'm, I'm working on this big new thing. Um, I have no idea what it is. So would you care to share? Yeah, it, so I, um, have spent the last six months on a Squarespace online course, which sounds kind of crazy because you guys are designers. So (laughs) (laughs) I guess, um, so for me, it like, that platform has helped me so much in so many different ways. Um, the first part is um, I when I started building People Map and and Made with Map, the the travel app before that, I needed to freelance and I and we decided that we weren't going to take funding, so I had to bootstrap, which means I had to self fund. Mm-hmm. So because of that, I needed to find freelance work, but I was very sensitive to my emotional energy, my physical energy, um, and just like making sure I wasn't too exhausted to do the business that we were trying to build. Um, and then at the same time, Daniel and I decided that because he was a programmer that he needed to spend a hundred percent of his time on just building it. And so I would, I would bring home the income for both of us. Hmm. And so, and I, I wanted to do that as well because, um, I didn't, he's more like a, the person who can budget and like sacrifice and eat beans and rice. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay, if I bring home extra income, then, you know, we can still have the lifestyle we want. Yeah. So the first things that I started doing was like, I tried advertising freelancing, but that was just too much on site stuff. And I was just getting a little over, um, how freelancers are treated in advertising agencies, because you're you're basically brought in for pitches and emergencies, right? Um, and then then I tried UX design, but that was really tough for me because I couldn't turn it off. Um, and then I tried just graphic design, but it was a little harder to find work, to be honest. And um, and I felt like it was a lot of back and forth because there's just so many iterations you can do. And then, and then I just kind of landed on Squarespace. I tried Shopify for a little bit, but felt like uh, it was just um, I had to hire a developer mm-hmm. and I had to actually make all the changes on the website. And I didn't want to do that. I just didn't want that relationship. Um, with the, or I didn't want the, um, the dependence from the client. So, um, so, yeah, Squarespace actually 
just kind of became the go-to because I found that as I was growing I Love Creatives and going to all these events, I started meeting all these small business people and creative people who needed websites. And, you know, they already tried Squarespace, but obviously they're not a designer, so they couldn't get exactly what they were thinking in their head using the tools. Because although Squarespace is like super easy to use, it's, you know, it's been around for a while and the UI has um, gotten a little bit more you know, dense and a lot of features are there. And fortunately, I, I think really fast with UI. And so I can get in there and like understand how to hack it. Um, and I know a little bit of CSS. And so I'm pretty comfortable with doing front end changes on Squarespace. So a lot of my sites ended up not looking like Squarespace sites. Mm-hmm. And I ended up like telling, I, I made a goal last year, 2017, that I wanted to make $100,000 and only work two hours a day just doing Squarespace websites. Hmm. And I totally, I did it. And it was like, I think, you know, I'm not saying that that's that's just what happened. Like, obviously, after I quit freelancing, or I quit my first time, my first, after I quit my job, um, the first year I made about 14 grand in freelancing, and then it went up to, you know, like 30, then 60, then 100. Um, so it's not like it was just overnight, but, but it was still, I mean, that's incredible, you know, like, Oh oh my gosh, you're like my hero for that. (laughs) I just, I'm like, holy cow. Like, I can't believe that, you know, there's a platform like this that, that people actually value design for still when there's, it's already such a good design platform. Yeah. Yeah. So, so then, um, I fortunately people map, uh, is making enough money so I could quit freelancing, right? I don't necessarily have to rely on it anymore. Mm. And so um, I was like, I want to share this with people because I try to tell as many friends as possible, but like, you know, I need to not just tell them that this, uh, you know, it does that. I have to actually show them like how I do it. And so I was like, okay, do I really want to make a course? I've kind of been struggling with it. I taught a lot with General Assembly and I don't know, it was just kind of feeling, I was reading all those course, like, or all those different course, Instagram marketing people, their blogs, and it just was kind of not my vibe. And, um, I was like really struggling with, can I do this like my own way? And Mm. so I really needed to make sure that if I did a course like this and I charge as much as I'm, I'm going to charge because it's $8.99, then I need to really make it something I mm. think is way more worth than $8.99. Mm. So um, I really thought hard about like how can I teach somebody Squarespace um, like efficiently and in a fun way. And so I hired a, a 3D artist, Alex, who's like – like he's just so talented. I, he's going to be, he's going to blow up. He's so talented, but I hired this 3d artist. And then, um, I hired a, also a very talented, um, uh, games programmer who built this, this like 3d monument Valley esque world. Yes. And then, <laughs> and then Krija helped me like make these videos so fucking hilarious like there's we even made a song and like we have (laughs) water breaks and like there's so many gifts and so there's like level progression and then gabriel's helping with 
TAing and making sure people are, you know, feeling comfortable as they're progressing through the levels. But it's completely thought through in terms of the course curriculum. And then the bonus part is if they do finish the course, they submit their portfolio and we approve it, then I'm going to put them on this, the name's pending, but we're thinking I Love Creative's finest Squarespace designers or Mm. something like that. Um, And hopefully start giving them more work so that they can, you know, pay off the course that they just bought. Incredible. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm so excited about the, when, like I just launched it maybe a couple weeks ago, I did a beta cause I needed, to, I've never done gamification before. And I'm so glad I did a beta because there's so many bugs, mm-hmm. but, um, but yeah, so this has been really helpful. And, uh, the amount of feedback that I've been positive feedback that I've been getting has just been overwhelming. It's just like, it's, it's just so good. It's like, I, I was really, really scared about designers who mm-hmm. have a really good basis in design and feeling like this is such a waste of money. And I'm ready. I was ready to like refund if that was the case, but fortunately they feel like this has really been good for them. And, um, so yeah, so I'm like, I'm ready now to launch it again in November. Um, I just don't know how many people we can fit in there to make sure everybody gets attention. So totally. probably, probably going to have to limit it again. Yeah. But, which uh, is a good problem yeah. to have. Yeah. <laughs> have you, this is like, I, maybe this is like not really a real question, but has, does Squarespace, like, have they, do they know that you're doing all this stuff? Like, is there ever like any cool collaboration you could do? It just seems like you've taken this platform and like run with it and created such an amazing thing. Like, have they, have you ever been in contact with them? Yeah. Oh my God. Like, I, I feel like I know so many people on the Squarespace team. Nice. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah, they're very, I mean, they're they're very, very supportive. They actually have a, a program called Authorized Trainers, and they invited me to be a part of it, and they actually just featured me in a, as a Circle member. And, oh, cool. Um, they're going to be doing something soon with, I don't know how much I'm allowed to talk about it, but like, but yeah, there's gonna they're going to be doing something soon, and I'm going to be a part of it. But they're very very supportive. And, um, I think the really great thing is they're interested in learning about like how, like what, what makes a successful authorized trainer Mm. and they share what they've learned with everybody. And I, I think that that's so important. Like I've, I've even taken courses from other authorized Squarespace trainers Mm -hmm. because I, I don't, I mean, people always talk about competitors, but I'm just like, yo, dude, the internet is so massive. Like there you're, right. you're going to find the people who are going to find you are going to find you. I'm the kind of person who would buy a course from multiple people. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, it, it's my money at the end of the day. And yeah, there's going to be certain people who might dominate the space, but rightfully so. Like they might be doing things that are just hitting the mark for certain customers. So um, I, I just like I really like that Squarespace is creating an open space for all the authorized trainers to talk and teach and learn from each other. And mm-hmm. I'm going to do the same thing. Like everything I've learned about this, I'm going to be completely transparent about. Like talk numbers, talk f- workflows, talk everything because. I had to figure it out and it's like, it was tough. I didn't get to take a course on this, you know? Yeah. So, um, I think, uh, 
<laughs> it was funny because you prefaced it. You're like, I hope you, I hope you guys don't think this is dumb because like you guys are designers or whatever. But I, I think, uh, I, I think it's amazing. Like I think the more create the more people who I see host their portfolios on Squarespace um, I kind of get on their website and I'm like man here's another Squarespace website I know exactly where everything is I know exactly what all this looks like like all the typefaces are the same um, all that kind of stuff and I think like for somebody who maybe isn't a designer or they just want to know more about what it looks like to design Squarespace I think it's almost like perfect timing in a way where it's like if you want to take Squarespace to the next level or you want to use Squarespace as a platform and then customize it to look however you want I think there's like a huge amount of interest and, and even need um, to some extent for that. So I think I think it's super. I think it's awesome, and I almost want to buy it just for the entertainment factor. Like I feel like same. Be, I know. I, I'm I like, want to see this. I want to like watch you like do this thing because like I'm enjoying just like talking to you right now, and I want to like see what this video is all about. Like nine hundred dollars bet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm oh, ready. Man. You know, and what sucks too is like the trophy video, like the the video you get when you unlock the trophy like basically i don't i don't want to like ruin it for someone but whatever basically if you <laughs> unlock the trophy this glass jar shows up and then a video plays and the video is um is so it's so funny <laughs> all right well that, that that's enough leave me hanging out i'm on my way on my way <laughs> that's awesome Cool. I know, um, that's just, I mean, it's just awesome that one, like you went totally the extra mile on this. Like I'm sure the curriculum and what you're teaching is valuable enough that people would still pay that money, but like above and beyond, like you're putting like all of this hilarious stuff in it. And that's just, that's, that's the stuff that sets it apart. And so that's, that's amazing. Totally. And I, I think, Puno, if I can just compliment you real quick, like, I think like one thing I've just noticed, like just from talking to you is like, I think you're really good at analyzing like things that are already there and like asking yourself like how if like how do I take this and make it my own and make it like an enjoyable experience and make it something that like I would like to do you know like I like the information that's coming from these things that already exist but like the experience isn't there for me and I feel like you are really easily able to take those and like make it that you know what I mean thank um, you yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's cool it's super admirable in a lot of ways and I I I, th I think that there's like, do you guys know who Ben Pirat is from Supply? I no. don't actually know. So like he made this awesome site. It kind of, I don't want to say it's like List or anything, but it was a little bit. It was before List, L-Y-S-T. It mm -hmm. was called Supply, S-V-P-P-L-Y. And that came out around 2009. And I, he was my like designer that I looked up to, designer slash entrepreneur that I looked up to. Um, and he was probably the biggest advocate of like owning your aesthetic. One example is he, um, he, he wrote an article about how he uses the same fonts in most of his websites that he creates um, and businesses that he creates because he just doesn't really care. He really likes the font. And I was just like, whoa. <laughs> That's so interesting. I mean, this was back in like 2014 or 13, but still that for me at that time, I was just like, you know, he's right. You know, I'm, I'm my own client from my own projects. And the whole point of this is to show my perspective mm -hmm. and to show my point of view. And so if it means I'm going to use Druck in Ramana, like every single website, because that's <laughs> my vibe, then why not? Like yeah. I can change it up whenever I want to, but um, it just helped me kind of like not think so hard about, um, who, 
about like defining what I am when a lot of that's already defined by things that you've done previously. Huh. Um, you can just keep building upon that. So interesting. Um, and he's also just incredible about like, uh, he has a lot of humility and he talks a lot about his failures and his mistakes and, um, what, and he's very candid about like what it, it me, what he needed to be in order to be successful. Um, so mm -hmm. I really took a lot of his, I mean, he doesn't write a ton and he doesn't have a lot of stuff out there, but the stuff that he does have out there is so worth the, I actually, I hope that you one day have him on your podcast because I wanted to like, <laughs> Well, Here, that's it. More from this list. guy. <laughs> He's on my list of like, wow, you're just, I would be like very quiet and just be in awe. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. I, yeah, no, I, I think like those are more the people that we want to talk to and more interested in. I think as we've, you know, built mouthwash as like some sort of platform or whatever, it's like we are consistently trying to like learn from people who are out there, like just building things. And we even see that in you. Um, so that's a, that's a good recommendation. I think we'll have to write him down. Totally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Woo. Awesome. Um, because do you have anything else or Pino, do you have anything else to say? I'm uh, sure we could talk all night, but yeah, we made it past an hour. <laughs> we did make it past an hour. I don't know if people, the crazy thing is, is that like, I've been asking people around like, Oh, like, I think your podcasts are a little bit too long. And they're like, you know what? Like, I listen to the whole thing, like, while I'm making dinner or, like, you know, driving in the car or whatever. I'm like, oh, well, I guess we'll just keep going. So, yeah. <laughs> Next season, we're doing three hour episodes. Three hours. I hope you all are ready. Strap in, make some popcorn. Like, we're literally we're no bathroom breaks. Let's go. No bathroom breaks at all. <laughs> Stay <laughs> with us. <laughs> awesome. Um, well, like I said, Puno is um, here in LA. She is a creative entrepreneur, digital entrepreneur, whichever way you would like to explain it. Um, if you guys check out her website, she has like all kinds of crazy stuff going on. Like this photo series of her in Iceland, but like <laughs> being in Star Trek. I don't, I don't even know. It's amazing though. Um, there's photos of her doing that. She's got this cat calendar you can buy on her website. She also has like more information on people map and what that is. And I love creatives. If you are a creative um that is looking for work or you want to share your work or more whoever you are i think that i love creatives is a really good platform for you to kind of check out and we'll put all those links in the the description below um but yeah it was good talking yeah it was thanks great for hanging out with us yeah seriously thanks yeah. for hanging out with us on a, on a <laughs> late night especially after Can't. you slept in the first time <laughs> we thought you were just <laughs> so trying to get out of it yeah she was just trying to get out of it but no, Puno slept in for the first episode because she was up late the night before finishing her project, which is respectable, but um, we're just glad she came back the second time. <laughs> also disgraceful. Awesome. <laughs> Not even a chance. Um, all right. But yeah, thanks guys for listening again. We'll, uh, we'll be back soon. Thanks again for listening to the Mouthwash Podcast. For more information, you can follow us on social media or check us out at mouthwash.com.